Welcome into your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Tuesday, partly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Some thunderstorms may be severe. High 70 to 75. North winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. 50-50 chance of precipitation. Tonight, rain showers likely and slight chance of thunderstorms in the evening. Then rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms after midnight. Some thunderstorms may be severe. Lows 50 to 55. North winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Near 100% chance of precipitation. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain. High 65 to 70. North winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to the west in the afternoon. Wednesday night, rain likely in the evening, then rain after midnight. Lows 45 to 50. West winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. 90% chance of rain. Thursday, windy and mostly cloudy. Rain likely in the morning, then chance of rain in the afternoon. High 60 to 65. Southwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, increasing to the west 25 to 35 miles an hour in the afternoon. 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, breezy, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain. Lows around 40. Friday, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs around 60, 50-50 chance of precipitation. Friday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain. Lows around 40. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms. High 60 to 65, 50-50 chance of precipitation. Saturday night and Sunday, partly cloudy, lows around 40. High 65 to 70. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows around 45. Memorial Day, mostly cloudy, high 70 to 75. On Sunday, Drop 5 of the St. Mary Canal and Convergence System suffered a catastrophic failure, cutting off the flow of water from the system to the Milk River and potentially impacting the water supply for thousands of Montanans across the High Line in the coming months. Marco Manukian, co-chair of the St. Mary Rehabilitation Working Group, says a catastrophic failure of the 104-year-old system was inevitable. He adds that the water supply on the High Line will be severely impacted in the coming months. In the strategy of using the water that we currently have, it's going to have to be rationed so that there's enough water that the municipalities will have it throughout the wintertime. So we're going to have to really guard that because the pool of water in Fresno is the pool of water unless we get a rain event. That's it. Jennifer Patrick, project manager of the Milk River Irrigation Project, says although recreation and agriculture will be impacted, drinking water should still be available. It has impacts on the recreation, the fish, everything like that. No, Hever's not going to be turned off of water for drinking water. There probably will be restrictions later in the year on watering lawns and stuff like that, but that's something that the city of Haver will have to work through. Manukian says a fix, which could cost roughly 3 to $5 million, will likely not be completed in time for this year's irrigation season. He adds that Drop 2 is currently particularly vulnerable to collapsing and also needs to be fixed in an urgent manner. A Rocky Boy man was arrested over the weekend after authorities say he led them on a high-speed pursuit. Louis Morissette Jr., 21, was arrested early Sunday morning on charges including two counts of felony criminal endangerment. Haver Police Chief Gabe Matisich says at 10.39 p.m. Saturday night, officers received a report of a stolen 2008 Chevy Impala from Rocky Boy that may be traveling to Haver. At 11.47 p.m., officers located and attempted to stop the Impala at the 1100 block of 7th Street. Morissette failed to stop and officers pursued the vehicle as it traveled south onto the Beaver Creek Highway, at times driving well over 100 miles an hour. When the pursuit reached Mountain View Road, the vehicle stopped. Morissette was arrested and transported to the Hill County Detention Center. 
Political newcomer Joyce Stone is hoping to upend incumbent Casey Knutson in the Republican primary for House District 33, which stretches from Northern Hill County to Glasgow. A nurse at Francis Mandeaconess Hospital in Glasgow, Stone says she wants to make sure Montana businesses are able to bounce back from the COVID-19 pandemic. We need to do what we can to support businesses, to help get them going again. We need job growth. We need economic development. We need to be able to provide those sorts of economic basis for our state. Stone says she disagreed with several votes Knutson cast during the 2019 legislative session, such as his vote against Medicaid expansion. Medicaid expansion was important to keep the doors of our rural hospitals open. Our rural hospitals were hemorrhaging money. We needed to do something to keep those in our communities, and Medicaid expansion was a stopgap. Stone says other issues she supports includes ensuring Montana provides quality public education and protecting Second Amendment rights. The 2020 race for Hill County Public Administrator is underway, and new media broadcaster spoke with candidate David Brewer about why he decided to join the race. With experience in managing multiple businesses and working as an EMT for a medical squadron, this retired veteran believes he is the right fit for the county. I can assure people that I would do the very best that needs to be done to show respect for the person that passed away and take care of their property in the way that I think they would hope it would be done and handled. Brewer said the main reason he is joining the race is because of a past event where he experienced theft during the deaths of two family members. The family member had stolen stuff from the home when the person was in the hospital and hadn't even died yet. And then another one stole property after they were gone. And I just felt like knowing that in my life, that's how guy can bring something to the table. Moving forward, Brewer wants to urge the public to get out and vote and to make sure they wear masks and stay safe. Brewer's opponent for Hill County Public Administrator, Maggie Big Leggins, has decided to drop out. When asked why, Big Leggins was unwilling to comment. Turning to state news, the United States has agreed to Canada's request to extend the mutual ban on non-essential cross-border travel until June 21st. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau confirmed the extension today. He called it an important decision that will protect citizens in both countries. The deal, which prohibits discretionary travel while permitting trade shipments, commerce, and essential workers to continue to move in both directions, was first reached in mid-March and extended for 30 days last month. Officials and stakeholders on both sides of the border have hailed the agreement as a successful measure in curbing the spread of COVID-19 while ensuring vital supply chains remain intact. The remains of a fisherman who was swept down the Boulder River last July have been found. Sweetgrass County officials say a person was walking along the river early Saturday afternoon when they spotted the remains. Sheriff Alan Ronneberg says the family of 50-year-old Bradford Meadows of Billings has been notified. Meadows had been fishing near the Four Mile Campground about 40 miles south of Big Timber on July 24th when he was swept downstream. Search and rescue crews, including divers, dogs, and a drone, searched for the man for more than a week. A person is missing and presumed dead after falling into a river in southern Montana over the weekend. The Sweetgrass County Sheriff's Office says the person fell into the Boulder River on Sunday near Natural Bridge Falls, a popular recreation site south of Big Timber. Search and rescue crews looked for the person on Sunday and Monday. Active search efforts were called off on Monday evening. The name of the missing person has not been released. Natural Bridge Falls is a popular recreational area in late spring as runoff causes high water levels where the river flows through rock and into a steep canyon. 
Tourists are being allowed back into Yellowstone National Park for the first time in nearly two months. The AP reports vehicles were lined up Monday morning at the park's east entrance near Cody, Wyoming, to be the first inside as coronavirus restrictions eased. Yellowstone Superintendent Cam Shawley says some people camped overnight and others arrived as early as 6 a.m. Only the park's two Wyoming entrances are open for day use, the east entrance and the south entrance near Jackson. The park's three Montana entrances remain closed. Yellowstone officials say visitors will be restricted to the park's lower loop, which includes Old Faithful. Authorities have released the identities of the victims in two homicides that occurred Friday in southern Montana. Yellowstone County Sheriff Mike Linder said Monday that 34-year-old Jennifer L. McCollum was killed from injuries she received during an assault at a trailer court where she lived in Ballantyne. Suspect Stephen Craig Phillips, who lived in the trailer court, was arrested and faces charges of deliberate homicide and felony violation of probation. In Billings, police said 33-year-old Kenneth Cobb died Friday after being shot in the chest on the city's west end. Suspect Robert Knight is being held on suspicion of deliberate homicide in Cobb's death. Joe Biden's campaign for president says the former vice president will rip up President Donald Trump's approvals for the Keystone XL pipeline if he takes over the White House next year. Campaign officials made Biden's first policy pronouncements on the controversial cross-border pipeline expansion designed to ferry Alberta oil sands bitumen to refineries on the U.S. Gulf Coast in a statement Monday to Politico. Biden is no stranger to standing in the way of the Calgary-based TC Energy Project, which he first opposed as a member of Barack Obama's administration, which formally blocked construction in 2015. Trump has since approved construction permits for the project, but a federal judge in Montana halted construction last month after environmental groups complained that the impact on endangered species in the state hadn't been properly assessed. Turning to regional news, a grizzly bear attacked a man looking for antlers in western Wyoming. The Wyoming Game and Fish Department says the unidentified man was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries after Saturday's attack in a remote area east of Dubois. The bear was killed in the encounter. The department did not provide details about how the bear died. The AP reports the attack happened when the man accidentally surprised a female grizzly with a yearling cub. Grizzlies have attacked at least three others in the western U.S. this spring. They include a boater near Montana's Sun River on Sunday. A federal judge has ended Oregon Refuge Occupation leader Ryan Payne's federal supervision a year and a half early. The AP reports Payne was described as a pivotal architect of the armed takeover of the 2016 Malheur National Wildlife Refuge. He served his prison term and completed half of three years of ordered supervised release after pleading guilty to conspiring to impede federal employees at the wildlife refuge through intimidation, threat, or force. Payne's lawyer says he is now head of operations at REM Technologies, a startup company in Belgrade, Montana, and that further supervision is unnecessary. North Dakota health officials are reporting one death and 63 new cases of COVID-19. Cass County, which remains the epicenter of the state's outbreak, had 56 cases Tuesday, bringing the county's total to 1,229. Statewide, there were 1,994 confirmed cases as of Tuesday. The number of patients hospitalized was 32 on Tuesday, the same as the previous day. The death reported Tuesday brings the statewide total to 45. Health officials said the victim was a Cass County man in his 90s with underlying health conditions. Health officials said 69,902 tests have been completed, including 1,990 in the previous day. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County, 
Winter wheat is $3.96. Spring wheat is $4.58. For Blaine County, winter wheat is $3.86. Spring wheat is $4.53. For Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.01. Spring wheat is 458. For Shoto County, winter wheat is 396. Spring wheat is 458. And for Phillips County, winter wheat is 381. Spring wheat is 448. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening. And remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe out on the roads and make sure to do your part to help flatten the curve.